Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Grown Mannerisms. I'm your host, John. And I am guest co-hosting today. My name is Jade. So um, today we want to do part two of our um, the first episode, which was about how the way we were parented affects the way we parent. And um, throughout the episode, we, we pretty much focused on our mothers because our mothers were our primary caregivers, uh, primary guardians, um, so on and so forth. So it just stands the reason that we would um, discuss our mothers more. But towards the end of the episode, um, we kind of uh, began to speak about our fathers. And so that's a whole different conversation, which we thought um, would require a whole new episode. So today we're going to focus on how our interactions with our fathers or lack thereof influences the way we parent. So I guess I'll start with you and how did your interaction with your father impact the way you thought about parenting and then fast forward um, affect the way you parent? Well, let me see. Um, Just to give a little bit of a background, um, my father, um, he was kind of in and out of my life. So um, my parents divorced when I was about three years old. Um, So from about three years old till the time I was about 12, my mom basically raised me and my sisters alone. Um, So my dad was kind of weekend, see you here and there, kind of in and out. Um, And then when I was 12 years old, we lived with my father, I think, for about five or six years. Um, And then my parents broke up again and separated. So, you know, so very on and off kind of relationship. and your question was, um, how did it affect did my it, how did going it, into... How did it make you think about parenting? Did you have a, did you look at that dynamic any, or did you, um, or did it, or does it affect the way you parent now? It definitely affects the way I parent now, and it definitely affected the way I thought about parenting. Um, I think, again, it's like, you know, when you're younger, all you think about is like the things that you won't do. So, Mm -hmm. you know, like I know for sure that I wanted to, you know, whatever partner I chose, like I wanted to make sure that he wasn't the kind of man that could walk away, you know, and would, wouldn't be reliable and wouldn't necessarily support, um, his children the way I think that they should be supported, you know, the way children should be supported. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, like, I think it was a lot of, oh, I won't do this and I won't do that, but mm-hmm. it centered around like that support piece and being there. Um, and now I think just, and also like establishing a real relationship, like with your daughter, I think like, the father-daughter dynamic is so crucial because, you know, that's really 
where the foundation of her self-esteem kind of starts, you know, like her father is her first love, like that bond and that relationship, um, the security that you get from your father, um, you know, like how safe you can make her feel. She needs to understand what safe feels like from Mm -hmm. a man, you Mm -hmm. know, what that truly feels like. So she knows when she's with another man, like it, this doesn't feel right. You know what I mean? My daughter will never be with another man. Right. Let's state that for the record. So yeah, in those instances. So, you know, um, I think now like just making sure, and we've talked about like how you're bonding with her and, you know, um, I don't feel like I have to question whether or not you're going to ever support her, you know, whether yeah. or not you're going to be there. Like, I don't ever, I don't think I'll ever have to worry about that. Um, I feel very secure about that. But, um, you know, I think just kind of helping guide you to like things that you should think about because she's a girl that you wouldn't have initially thought about that she needs. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. Um, I think that uh, that dynamic is very important. Mm-hmm. Um, I had two sisters, um, and I don't know where they would have gotten that dynamic from because right. my father and my mother, um, I, I know they were still together when I was maybe three-ish, four, but I have one memory of him when I was maybe like four. Mm. And then the rest of my life was um, sporadic, maybe once or twice a year mm. until I got into my 20s and um, late 20s and we had conversations. But his absence made me, that was my biggest impact mm-hmm. because it was like, I knew I was, I was going to be there for my child. I could I couldn't imagine a situation where I just didn't see my kids, you know. And I'm not um, judging him for it. I'm sure he had his, you know, he had his demons that he fought that he passed on to me, which, you know, is a topic for another episode. But <laughs> um, my mother didn't talk bad about him, but she didn't talk good about him. So he really didn't have an impact on me growing up because I didn't have an identity. So I had nothing to compare it to right so you can't miss something that you didn't have so therefore i never really thought about my father and to be honest growing up i thought i was better off without him because i was just like well he ain't here he can't be that great right and so i didn't have any anger around it or anything but then when i actually did get a chance to talk to him when i got older and i saw how great he was i was like damn like if you would have been here if only <laughs> you know because i i was just like growing up with my mother's side of the family i was i was always loved i've always been respected um but i was an oddball mm-hmm. and growing up you know having all these likes and passions and interests and ideas and being the only one in your whole neighborhood that i felt like i never ran across or interacted with anyone that had similar thoughts or passions. Mm-hmm. So I felt like I was different and that nobody else understood me. Right. Even though the people I had around me respected me, 
they didn't really understand me. Right. So having a conversation with my father, we talked for like seven hours when we had our initial real, real deep Mm one-on-one. And I would just realize like, you know, outside of having maybe a little bit of my mother's, more of my mother's temperament, I was just like my father. And that was amazing to me to have somebody that I didn't have to explain anything to. He just knew it. Like we would talk. And I'm so used to having to be wordy because I have to explain why I'm feeling the way I feel. And for him to just understand it was it was it was comforting in one way. And then in another way, it was kind of like I was a little bit upset because I was like, damn, like a lot of the struggles I had, maybe I wouldn't have had if he wasn't there. But on the flip side, you know, it made me who I am. And so when I think about now having a daughter you know, there was a lot of, you know, I would say not having my father also made me think about how I wanted to interact with my child's mother, you know, because yes. their relationship was non-existent in my, um, in my view, mm-hmm. but they had three kids together. We're all, we were all three years apart. So that's at least that's a nine year span at least they spend you, a lot of time so that means at some point there had to be right. you know a connection and love and things like that yeah. so but i thought about how i would interact with my child's mother mm-hmm. you know um that absolutely matters but i didn't have a baseline so i mean to be completely transparent with everybody like you know i Knew I would never hit a woman. I knew I would never call a woman out her name. And I knew I would never cheat on her. But that's that still leaves a lot of room for like to thousands of other things. You know, being mentally supportive, emotionally available, mm-hmm. um, just physically affectionate, you know, those type of things that Maybe if I would have had a male, a, a role model in that sense, because my mother didn't talk to me much about relationships either. So I never got the birds and the bees talk. So <laughs> my mother didn't teach me how I should treat a woman. And then I didn't have my father to teach me how to treat a woman. Right. So all I, all I could do was make these blanket statements of what I wouldn't do, mm-hmm. but it still didn't allow me to know what I would do. Right. And so with a daughter, um, even though I had already raised girls with my nieces, um, there still was a more hands-on, you know, I didn't have to wake up in the middle of the night to feed Mia and Mira. Yeah, it's like, different when it's like your own and yeah. you're not giving them back. Yeah, it's it's a totally different ballgame. So sure. I think um, understanding that me and her have an amazing connection. Oh, yeah. She and is, oh, loves her daddy. And yeah. I mean, ugh. So and it, gets away with everything, literally. <laughs> But um, I think the important thing that I learned is that I'm not going to try to control her. I'm not here for that. I'm just here to guide her, Mm -hmm. to kind of, you know, figure out the type of person she is, figure out the type of person she wants to be, and just kind of help her navigate that to get her to maximize her potential and just be the amazing woman as she gets older that I know she's going to be. Oh yeah. Like pretty much 
like you said before at one point in time give her the tools Mm -hmm. you know yeah give her the 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 knowledge of when to use a hammer and when to use a screwdriver you know yeah and i mean like kind of touching back to where you started with like the relationship dynamic between Mm -hmm. you know your parents um and how that affects you um I think my parents' relationship was very on and off. Um, not the best, you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. obviously my father wasn't there as much as he could. And obviously you're, there's going to be some contention there, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, for obvious reasons. But so I would say... I would say had had my parents had a better relationship, mm-hmm. I think that there were probably been moments where um, maybe that relationship would have been a little bit different. And maybe sometimes I would have, I, I think earlier on, I would have had a different view of my father. Uh-huh. I think, um, you know, like, I only had the idea of what my mom kind of presented and what I kind of saw. So because I didn't see my father as much, you know, it was uh-huh. more of a disciplinarian kind of relationship more yeah. than anything else. It's like, yeah. I'm going to call your dad if you do something bad. Mm-hmm. So, you know, so, you know, I didn't see my dad enough to have those other moments to kind of balance that out. Mm-hmm. So, and then, you know, if there's contention with other things between him and my mom, then like, this is my idea. Um, But then like, you know, over time, you know, you kind of start to figure your parents out, kind of see them who they are, you know what I mean? And like figure things out for yourself. So I think as I got older, I was able to kind of like shut the noise out from what anyone else was saying about my dad and kind of just focused in on um, the relationship that I wanted with him. And because that relationship was never really fostered, mm-hmm. you know, it's like forever broken well, in a sense. When you said something about the contention part, um, so it's, it's interesting to, to note that um, so you saw your parents being contentious mm-hmm. and I never saw mine being contentious cause I never saw them interact. Right. So, um, but I know that, you know, as much as we bump heads, mm-hmm. I can say that we're typically on the same page when it comes to Onyx oh, and, yeah. and what she's exposed to. Mm-hmm. And I don't even th- I don't even think I know what Onyx would do if she were ever around people fighting or arguing yeah, because she she doesn't hear it she doesn't see it yeah so and that matters like that yeah. matters like I don't I don't even think I realize how much like yelling and screaming affected me because I'm not even like. I don't ever like to go there. Like I have to be pushed in order for me to really like go off on somebody and have like in. Well, argument. I've seen you falling off a cliff a few times then. Well, you know, if you push me, um, typically it's deserved. Um, but, you know, 
I, but it affected me to the point where I'm just like, I'd rather not. I'd rather not argue. Like there's another way for us to figure this out. It's like, let's just try to chill. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? And see where we can go with this and, and figure out a solution. Like, um, but it's, it's kind of a good thing too. Cause then I'm not trying to like pop off every five seconds unless, you know, obviously it's necessary, but. I think, um, there, there's a, like, we have a common goal and a common focus right. when it comes to Onyx. And I think that having those things are great when you're unified in purpose, mm-hmm. but opposite in ideas. And I mean that as like, if I like football, if I only like football and you only like football and Onyx wants to play football because girls can play anything, they can be anything at all. Um, (laughs) Especially president. um, So (laughs) I was about to say that from that Saturday Night Live skip, a WAP. Woman as woman as president, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, uh, but, um, but yeah, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> That's why. That's why. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, if you like football and I like football, and Onyx wants to play football. It's like, oh, she's going to play football because that's what we love. Right. However, if I love football and you love ballet, then it's kind of like, okay, she's going to play football in the fall, mm-hmm. but in the spring, she's going to do ballet. Right. You know what I'm saying? And it gives her, I think also when you have both your parents, um, you get the best of both parents, mm-hmm. but then you have that other parent who could maybe correct the flaws of the opposite parent Mm -hmm. so therefore like my homeboy will i was talking about um my mother one time and he said to me he was was, he was like yo you think your mother was so hard on you about certain things when you were young because she saw the same tendencies in you that your father had that maybe she she wasn't impressed with Mm -hmm. that's not the words he used um but i'm paraphrasing but i think and I never thought about it before. I was just like, yo, that's that's probably true. Mm-hmm. So then I think about, you know, having the other parent also allows for you not to pick up your flaw. Like if you raised by one parent, you'll have maybe they're all the great things about them, but then you also might have their flaws. Oh yeah. And so having that other parent to be like, no, 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 no. You if you see Onyx doing something that you know I struggle with, not only will you try to correct her behavior, but you will send her to me and be like, John, she like, I'm a messy eater, you know. So if I'm eating, me and Onyx eating cookies, <laughs> they're and, everywhere. Yeah, so it's kind of like you know. <laughs> so you would correct that, like, don't mimic your father. But if it's just me and her, she doesn't have that that Comes contrast. For days. Yeah. Comes for days. So I think that that's um that's very important as well. Yeah, I mean, you know, you like what I will say, like. You know, I was lucky enough to live with my father for a short period of time, and even though I'm glad like, you said lucky, yeah, I mean, it didn't. I didn't hear sarcasm in that. There's no sarcasm there, um, because even though like we didn't foster a great relationship, me and my father are 
just like you and your father, very similar. Mm -hmm. So, you know, much like you, I was different and I was quiet. Like, I, you know, I don't really talk unless it's absolutely necessary to speak, you know, small talk for what. But, um, you know, like under, like getting to know him helped me kind of like, okay, there, there are other people that are kind of like this and you know what I mean? And let me interject also, real quick. Let me okay. interject real quick. And this don't have to be anything personal towards your situation, mm -hmm. but how do you think your father or the father of any young girl or young woman, how does that affect her self-esteem? Cause like when I talked about my father, it affected the way I knew how to treat women. Mm -hmm. What does your father do to help you either the type of woman you look at yourself as, or do, do they impact that at all? Mm. Self-esteem wise? Absolutely. Or... I would say, I think when I was very, very young, uh -huh. like probably before maybe 10, mm -hmm. When I was younger, maybe maybe even eleven, I definitely struggled with like wanting to be accepted, like wanting people to be my friend, or you know what I mean, like just wanting somebody to like get it or whatever. Um, uh, and then I think, you know, I kind of learned that things aren't going to be the way I expect them to be. So like, it's like, all right, girl, you know, and I kind of figured out, I kind of started to be more comfortable with who I was. Mm -hmm. And so like, I kind of built my own self-esteem up. Like, uh, you know, like I think the absence of parents, like single moms, they're not really like, they do what they can. You know what I mean? But like I always they have say, two my, jobs. my mother could, she, taught me the type of man she wanted me to be. Right. But she couldn't teach me how to be a man. Right. You know, like you still kind of have to raise yourself to a certain extent when right. you have, you know, there's an absence of parents. So, you know, I kind of built myself up in a sense. Mm -hmm. But I did, I will say like- well, Mr. Potato hit. <laughs> uh, that, that snort is not, that mic did not cancel out the sound quality of that it snort. Happens. But um, <laughs> I kind of lost my train of thought a little bit. But yeah. Well, Mr. Potato Head is an airhead as well. <laughs> um, but no, I do think like there are moments later on in my life where it kind of popped in. Like, you know, it shows up in relationships. Like there's some insecurities around um, being wanted or, you know, like just things that you would maybe accept or not accept from certain people because mm -hmm. it's like this is what you see or this is what you know or this happened so you know um but i don't think i, I would say as far as self-esteem goes but i feel like you also asked me another question and i kind of forgot when no i, I mean I, I i think that i think that um you gave a very a, a well-rounded general answer um especially since it wasn't designed to be, you know, personal, but you know, no, it's okay. A, I just wanted to make sure. No, I, I feel like you, I feel like you answered it. Um, because there's a, my mother. Oh, I know what I wanted to add. Uh, you, you were talking about, um, 
how that correlates with Onyx's self-esteem as well. I was going to I was going to say that when like my mother um affected my self esteem in a sense of she was because she wanted me to be tough mm-hmm. and she wanted me to be the perfect man mm-hmm. perfect was used a lot like perfect was like you're not allowed to make mistakes as yes. a man and so it influenced my self esteem in the sense of I was always putting pressure on myself to be perfect. Mm-hmm. So um, there's a lot of that. And so with my father not there to give me that male, I guess, perspective on, you know what, John, you can strive for this. or And these are the mistakes I made along the way, but it doesn't make you any less of a man. It's like you get a relief. It's because your mom is going to be hard on you because it's Especially when she doesn't want me to be my father. Right. I, I'm, like once Will said that, that like, really made sense. That, I, right. Like, it's, like she's going to be on you because she's your mom. But so your dad you think, can understand things about you as a man that a woman just can't. And that's, an, and that's another um, thing with, with Onyx. Not only are we both aware how much... You know, we are the the people that's establishing the foundation of her self-worth and her self-esteem. Mm-hmm. We both have a myriad of qualities that we admire about each other. Yeah. So, you know, is there's a lot of things in your personality I want her to have. Mm-hmm. And then... And vice versa. So we know those seeds are there because we put them there. Mm-hmm. And I think that we, we are unified and making sure we water those seeds and make sure they grow and flourish right. and see the light of day because if she takes the best parts of both of us not saying she might not have some of us because she's definitely gonna be an asshole um <laughs> she's an asshole now well yeah that's true oh right so um, my little asshole but she <laughs> so she's definitely gonna have some of our, <laughs> our flaws, <laughs> but um, I feel bad for people. But um, <laughs> I definitely feel like she'll not only have the best of both of us, but also the the natural greatness that's just in her as an individual, and it'll all blend like, together and yeah, meld together. You celebrate who she is. Celebrate who you are. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. if you just do that. And, you know, if the respect is there and the love is there, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't think that you have a problem. Like, obviously, like, you don't run into things. Like, you know, mm-hmm. everything can't be perfect all the time. But um, I think just always celebrate her for who she is and for her differences and even for her flaws. Like, because they're going to be her flaws. They're not going to change. You know, like mm-hmm. you just have to learn to live with them and understand that this is the other side of you and that's fine. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, just be always be open to working on yourself and evolving. But also, like you said, just making sure um, that we're always on the same page about what we want for her. Mm-hmm. You know, like we know that you know, I always say I want her to be boundless, you know, and free and, you know, belong to no one and everything. Um, you know, so what And I want her to be like? eclectic and creative and not be bound by 
societal views on what yeah. she should and should not be confident yeah. in herself be strong like you know don't be influenced um by these other things you're just like celebrate who you are like if you're a freak then be a freak or you know I mean, whoa, 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 whoa. not like that oh all right anyway you know what i mean yeah well like geek okay freak. i got you chill out chill out um <laughs> our child yeah, that's why our child <laughs> chill yeah. out. But um, you know what I mean, like you know, celebrate her quirks and you know all the things that might make her weird or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, there's beauty in all the parts of who she is, even the ugly parts. You know, and just her being okay with that, so that she can you know reach her highest heights and be this beautiful flower. You know, that was. Somebody cue to Drake music. Oh, God. Violins like in the Drake. background. I don't do Drake. Um, <laughs> but I think that's the perfect way to end this episode. Uh, yeah. Um, and I think that, you know, the, the quote for this episode of what people should, if they take anything from it, just think about, you know, how as a parent, you are the biggest influence mm-hmm. and the biggest asset or detriment to your child's self-esteem, self-worth. You set the foundation for their character and their drive, determination to succeed in whatever capacity and whatever field and whether they believe in their dreams or not, you know, not just following their dreams, whether they believe their dreams are possible. That is, you know, your biggest influence. And we're going to wrap it up like that. Thank you for tuning in. I'm John. (laughs) And I'm Jade. Thank you guys for listening.